In a world where James Franco is still considered a credible actor and Mike Busey can open a place called the Sausage Castle, one podcast will rise. One podcast will take a stand. Its hosts steadfast and strengthened by snark and snobbery. This podcast is Cinema Geekly. It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 132. Before we get going, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash premium and sign up for a year's membership. 365 days of premium podcasting where basically us three fellows, along with uh, Aurora, Jacqueline, Jillian, Ben, uh, sometimes others, come together to discuss all sorts of things ranging from Doctor Who to Star Trek to all of the DC shows. Uh, It's crazy. They all get individual podcasts. So if you really want to hear us complain and bitch and moan about Arrow, $12. (laughs) You're not going to get that here. That that is a premium that you will have to pay. Uh, Plus, if you want to hear us talk about all sorts of other stuff, including uh, the wonderfully awesome, horribly fun, incredibly decisive podcast where we determine the best of things ever, sometimes even hot dudes. Uh, it's all in there for $12. CinemaGeekly.com slash premium. Uh, this week, Aaron is with me. Aaron, how you yes. doing? Yes. How you doing, man? What's up, man? Uh, we have some DC stuff to talk about this week. I mean, we're late to the game, obviously. We're very late to the game, but... Uh, Are I- we? I, I blame the, the slow entertainment season right now for, uh, this is for a bit of a lull, season. as it were. This is the slow season. I mean, there's been a lot of news, just nothing, I guess, we're really interested in or, you know, anything that sounded good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Glenn is here, too. Glenn, how are you doing? Uh, hey, uh, yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, so it feels like it's the slow season, Glenn, but in some ways it feels like a lot's going on because I feel like I'm watching TV shows every single day this week. But <laughs> enough, I'm only doing one podcast to talk about them. Uh, because we're doing the, the... Well, we're going to do X-Files. I know you and I talked about it, but we're going to wait till it's all done. Yes. We're going to do a side B to discuss the returning X-Files, of which there have been two episodes that have mm-hmm. aired thus far. Yep. Has anybody watched the two episodes yet? I, I mean, I have yep. seen them. Uh, oh, yeah. Without going into full-on discussion, because people are going to have to pay for that, you guys... Uh, we make it sound like it's, it's really worth paying for. It's, it's the, the paying that's for, it's to help us out. Uh, we're not saying that our, our opinions on such things are worth the $12. You're just doing it because you like us and you want to, well, I, think that's I would exactly say, what we're yeah, $12 for all of the things we have to say. It's yes, not so much quality. It's definitely quantity. quantity. Yes. <laughs> um, so without going into too much discussion, Aaron, after two episodes of X-Files, how are you feeling about it? Are you glad it's returned, or do Good. you think they should have left it in the grave? I'm glad it's returned. It's uh, they didn't really seem to miss a beat as far as uh, their chemistry goes between Jillian Anderson and David Duchovny. So it, it's good seeing them together. It was a good a surprise seeing Skinner back and uh, the Smoking Man looking more and more like Senator Palpatine as the years go by. So <laughs> it's been interesting. Uh, what about you, Glenn? I haven't watched them yet. You've not watched any of them yet. Okay. No, mostly because that's stupid nfc oh right right ruined my recording of it i didn't need to see them get the trophy when it was you know 31 to nothing glenn's yards fucked him over uh yeah 
fucked me over not once but twice. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, so far, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I I, I got to wait to see where it's going to go because the first episode and the last episode are bookends uh, that are going to close things down presumably for the show as a whole. So I I have to wait until until I see about how how I feel about the whole thing until that last episode airs. But uh, I will say this. I know there are some people that are like, ah, oh, you should have just let the show go. Uh, it doesn't feel the same. It's not the same. I've seen some people say that. But look, we have to have a palate cleanser from that last fucking X-Files movie. That last movie cannot be the last thing we get from X-Files. Uh, so whatever, whatever they bring us, whatever the quality uh, is going to be better than that last movie. That's a guarantee. And from the two episodes I've seen so far, uh, it's a vast improvement over that crappy, crappy movie. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk about the DC stuff that happened. It was very shortly after we released our last episode. Uh, they did a whole big, uh, was it an hour special? I think they did like a whole hour special that was oh yeah, like uh, half of it was about Legends of Tomorrow, introducing people to that world. And the other half was about the DC universe, uh, in which they unveiled some footage. Uh, I guess the first thing we should talk about, Aaron, is the Wonder Woman footage that they showed. Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman! Uh, Wonder Woman to me! So it was it was not much. It was about uh, a minute or so's worth of footage. Uh, but what did you make of it? What do, what do you think of what it looks they shown? way better than Donna, than Donna Justice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked great. I mean, it, uh, it, it granted there was only a minute of it, but you, you could already tell there was a, a tonal shift in it. Like it, it I, I don't want to throw it out there, you know, piss off a bunch of people, but it felt like they were kind of taking a little bit of a, of an inspiration from Marvel where it, it felt like it was more fun. Like it definitely wasn't filmed in all blacks and, and grays and it looked all silky. I mean, it was still DC. I mean, it still wasn't, you know, bright and sunshiny colors and, you know, and all that, but, uh, it felt different. It, it felt great to see like, you know, uh, an actual translation of you know seemingly so far uh, of the character properly from comic book to uh, to screen. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's still time for him to fuck it up, but uh, you know, hopes are high. <laughs> Glenn, did you did you see it? Yeah, I did. What, I mean, what, what do you think? Hopefully, they won't screw this one up because I think the director they chose has a little bit more cachet as Happy far James. as quality, yeah, than than yeah. others that they've had with these other films. Well, yeah. Uh, I like how it's going to be, you know, World War II-ish or, or Cold War. It's not going to be modern. So that'll be a nice little change of pace. I feel like this is going to be, this is probably going to be their Captain America in a way. I mean, hopefully it's not just a montage film. Uh, but maybe this will be kind of where you can see uh, a tone shift in the way they handle their properties. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I feel like, uh, Gal Gadot was the person that we were most iffy on. Uh, like the the look of the character, like was she going to be a good? A- I, I still I think we still don't know if she's going to be a good actress or not, as far as like delivering uh, dialogue or whatever. But Aaron, do you feel now that you've seen this, do you feel more comfortable with her playing Wonder Woman going forward? I, I never really had a problem like with her doing the action stuff because she's in action movies. My beef was just a little thin to be an Amazon. You know what I mean? And that might yeah. be nitpicky a bit, but I mean, you know, she's in she's in incredible shape. I mean, you know, it, that's not an argument at all. And the action scenes that, that she's done or that you know that, that we've seen, they're convincing as shit. So yeah, you know, all worries are, are cast aside. I think what they might be doing 
is this something we might have touched on before? Maybe like if they had initially cast Gina Carano as Wonder Woman, maybe she's Wonder Woman won't have a, a ton of like really long monologues and speeches. Just trying, you know what I mean? Just to let her get more comfortable in the role, and you know, and just kind of figure it out from there. Because yeah, yeah. not a lot of uh, no real dial, no real real chunks of dialogue from her yet. So, what about you, Glenn? Are you feeling more confident in this choice, or is this still kind of an up in the air thing until you actually see her open her mouth and say words? For yeah, more than, I'm, for I'm more pretty confident. Seconds. I mean, out of the three of us, I felt like I was the one that was least worried about her being picked. Right. Because um, I think she's fine in those Fast and Furious movies. She's not really asked to do a whole lot. No. But, I mean, if, she's definitely not the worst part of those movies. No. Uh, she's not the best because she's not the rock. Um, but, no, I think it'll be... I, I'm not worried about it. I I like that they... I like the director they chose for it. Yeah. Uh Mainly because it's not Zack Snyder. So, like I said, maybe after this Donna Justice movie, you know, maybe we get Ben Affleck behind the camera or something, and maybe we'll see kind of a change. Because we've talked about it, you know, and the stuff you have to pay for, you could definitely see that there's an ability that they have just within their TV shows to change what they're delivering. It's just for whatever reason in the movies, they're kind of stuck in the same. Yeah gotta make it gritty mode and and you can do that but you could also have it to where not every damn movie is gonna look and sound the same uh i mean and this will probably be the test for her like i don't think dawn of justice is gonna be much of it she's gonna have that whole movie to carry on her shoulders so if uh, you know if she's got the chops i think everybody will find out i don't know if people i guess it'll really depend on how much screen time she gets in dawn of justice they're i think they're kind of playing it like she's gonna get a ton maybe she will get a ton and we'll People get a, a a good feeling for what it's going to be like there, but um, you know it's hard to say. And these are gonna, these are going to be movies under two different directors. I think the um, it's not the same script writers either. I'm guessing so. Uh, performance may vary based on who's in charge of. Yeah, I don't uh, think David S. Goyer wrote this script. Thank God. Um, I don't think so. Pray, yeah, pray to God he didn't. <laughs> Feverishly checking now. Like I hope he didn't. I hope he didn't. <laughs> Yeah, quick to Google. <laughs> um, did he or didn't he? Um, I mean, he wrote he wrote all the Blade movies, right? He wrote all the Blade movies. Uh, Ghost Rider, uh, not the Roman Which Polanski one? one. He wrote both of them. Oh, the Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah, he wrote both he really? of those. Yeah, and then he co-wrote the Christopher Nolan movies. But the good thing with that is Jonathan Nolan is also a very good writer. And can counterbalance some of the stupid shit that David S. Goyer comes up with. The uh, the screenplay is credited to, and I don't care how his last name is actually pronounced, based off of how it's spelled, Jason Fox. Oh, Jason Fuchs? It's Fox. Oh, okay. No, David <laughs> S. Goyer only wrote Spirit of Vengeance. He did not write Ghost Rider 1. So. I thought he did the first one. That explains a lot. Was he a producer Jeez. for the first one? Because I could have sworn he was attached to those numbers. Showing up. Okay. Wow, he's been responsible for a lot of dog shit. How's this guy keep getting work, man? This this Fuchs fellow. Didn't he do have Jumper? You, wow. He he is credited. Yeah. He is credited as writing the screenplay for Ice Age: Continental Drift, Big Thunder, the TV movie. He's credited, uh, given a written by credit for Pan. Um, wow. He's not listed Kickboxer here. Kickboxer 2, The Crow City of Angels. Christ. 
wow, man, this is, huh? Uh, but anyway, he's writing it, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I guess he's the, the DC version of Zach Penn, and the interest has dropped. Jesus, dramatically. Um, they also uh, announced that there will. I mean, we already knew this, I think, but they made it official that they're doing a Green Lantern Corps movie. Uh, with both Green Lanterns, I believe. Uh, oh, John Stewart and Hal. John Stewart and Hal, I believe, are going to both be in yeah. it. They showed about Kyle? concept art. Uh, I don't, there's a third Green Lantern. Oh. There's probably six of them. but There's three. Uh, or there's four. There's four humans. Oh, my God. Oh, no, it'd be great. In the Green Lantern movie, Hal Jordan can die, and then he can become Hal Jordan Spectre. Yeah. Just get it all in there, everybody. Dude, no, uh, you don't know, man. This Blackest Night comics with Spectre, it's badass. It was all leading up, this whole thing leading to the... Dude, re- can we talk about how... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say everything, all of this was just leading up to the Suicide Squad trailer. Uh, oh, thank you. Which was the main event of <laughs> this uh, this shindig. Well, uh, what are you going to say, Aaron? <laughs> well, Aaron, when he posted it, said the tagline is worst heroes ever, but they should have gone with straight to DVD. <laughs> uh, and he said it feels I more stand like... by that statement. He said it Don't feels fire more... it off of original ideas from comic books. That's what I felt like. He said it feels more like fan four stick than Guardians of the Galaxy. So, um, I, I'm I was... really trying to force the, the Guardians vibe. Like as soon as the music oh, yeah. came on and, and the you know the the tone of the trailer, it's like Jesus. And then it just kept getting worse because they kept showing you more. And then the biggest load of bullshit drops on you. And that is Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn voice. What in the balls, dude? Oh, it's just her voice. She's not going to. She's... she's just talking like herself. Yeah. yeah. Who gives a fuck what she said? You know what I mean? Like that's not. I mean, she wants to make the character her own. She's an actress. You know, I, I respect all that. But, dude, put on the voice, man. Like, that's the whole purpose of this shit. Like, she's, let's. She still looks, for me, she's the only reason I'm going to give this movie a check. Because I still. She's flat. She, she's like the unbuttered toast of the Suicide Squad to me right now. That, that's where she's really? hitting. Really? To me, it feels, to me, she feels like, like the only. Ben McKenzie level of just bland. She, she seems like the only, the only character I'm even remotely interested in. Uh, the only one I want to see is Jai Courtney to see if he could act any worse than what he did in Terminator Genesis. <laughs> I don't and know. I really enjoyed s- that movie too. That's the fuck. You could go see those Divergent, I, whatever movies. He's, he's in, in that. The, Divergent. Yeah, he's in Resurgent. Divergent. Yeah. Insurgent yeah. Resurgent. Yeah. Yeah, he's in that. I've seen the first one because it was free on HBO, and I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just watch it. I, mean, I think just... Hollywood might have actually figured him out. Like, we need to make every character he plays Australian so that he can at least sound believable. Yeah, yeah. No, he just has a lot of tattoos. Um, so, they, yeah, they set the... By the way, I think the trailer was cut together really well. Like, I think they put the trailer... I think the trailer was well put together. Um, yeah. And obviously, Bohemian Rhapsody is an awesome it's song. It's also uh, pretty clear, too. Like, Enchantress is going to be the villain of this, right? Is that Yeah, that, that was very from? quickly revealed, I think. Uh, it's her and maybe one other thing. They show, like, some sort of green-looking tentacly thingy figure. Kind of like thing. Loki with uh, with the Jatari from the Avengers. Maybe. Yeah, have? something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's just something Enchantress is making or uh, doing, but... I think people are speculating that she's not going to be the only uh, villain in the film. Uh, I mean, there, there was... Well, some... they're all bad guys. There was yeah, some... and, and, and to be honest, there's 30 villains already in Donna Justice. Why wouldn't there be a handful for Suicide Squad? <laughs> well, there, there, I mean, there were, there were some bits in here that I sort of chuckled at. Like, I, 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 I kind of like the offhandedness of Rick Flagg reading off 
everybody's shit very very matter of factly like it's a crocodile he eats people uh you know she'll, but although i did get a very guardians vibe from that and it did remind me of the the first teaser for it right where they're like who are these guys well this is drax and this is his backstory and this is right this is star lord yeah. and except you had john c Riley doing it not yeah, it awesome. yeah not, that is true not the crappy robocop <laughs> that is true that is true yeah, um, and, and what you think like that's not joel killerman or Kinnaman doing rick flag that's just how he acts man he, yeah. he's another another butter toast guy oh well, yeah his first role was in ed and eddie I he played plank it. he played wood yeah. He played a piece of wood. Um, all right, so... I'm, it wasn't really that convincing in that for me. It didn't sure really work out. Uh, yeah, it's his eyes. He, he just didn't sell. He was a little too wooden to play Plank, personally. Uh, this is the second uh, Katana we've seen, because she's been in Arrow as well. Uh, but at least in this movie, her sword yep. does appear to take people's souls. Yeah. Uh, which is something yeah. it doesn't do in Arrow at all. She's just a girl Give it a week. with a mask with a sword. I'm sure Arrow's jumping on that right now, like, oh, the sword does stuff. Got it. So they're, uh, they're writing right now. Souls. Um, you know. What do you mean uh, Oliver isn't Batman? That's not true, is it? Here's the thing. This was not a great trailer. I actually liked the first trailer more than this one. That being said, uh, to me, this is still an indictment of DC movies. I'm still way more interested to see this than I am Dawn of Justice. I have almost... No passing interest in that movie. I think I have more of an interest in Suicide Squad because I feel like it could be much more of a train wreck. You think so? I don't think it's going to be more of a train wreck. I don't think, like, all the justice won't be... I don't think it's going to be, um, like... Oh, God, I just... I'm sorry, I have strep throat. Uh, I just went blank. Never mind. I don't think it's going to be, like, incriminatingly bad. I think it could be, like, um, like... A better Michael Bay movie, bad if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> like it's not going to insult so my intelligence. Much, much more like the first Ghost Rider movie then. I mean, it, that, I don't think it's going to insult my intelligence. I feel like Suicide Squad is going to insult my intelligence. That is my views on Zack Snyder. He does feel like a slightly better Michael Bay. Like he gets characters a little bit better than Michael Bay does, but not much better. Um, if you had to put them on a scale from worst to best with. Uh, with Snyder, Ratner, and Bay, how would you go? Uh, they're right around the Mendoza line. No, I mean Snyder is a little bit above it for me. Like, there's, I I own some movies that Snyder has made. I don't own any Michael Bay. Mo- Actually, no, I stand corrected. I have The Rock. Uh, how much did he have to do with that? Did a he lot. direct that? He directed that, right? Yeah, a lot. Um, <laughs> so I have The Rock. Uh, but that was before. That was. That's when, isn't that when he had... I mean, Bad Boys, I mean, I like Bad Boys. They're pretty funny. Oh, shit, just got real, Glenn. But that was Brett uh, Ratner, right? No, that's Michael Bay. <laughs> was it? Bad yeah. Boys? Yeah. Yeah, as we know, Brett Ratner did Red Dragon. Oh, I'm thinking Hat- of, uh, oh, okay, yeah, 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 right, right, right. right. Yeah, and uh, Tower Heist. Yes, thank you. Ah, uh, yes, Tower Heist. Thank you, Glenn. <laughs> that was the that was the colossal film. I was having a problem remembering. Yeah, with I Alan know. Alda. <laughs> Everybody remembers Tower Heist. Uh, Red Ratner, uh, he, he he still got uh, motherfucking Red Dragon. So I mean, oh, well, you know what? You know he's about to win Best Picture this year. So I can't for what uh, for the Revenant. <laughs> Did he direct that? No, he's, like no he, he's a producer for it. Oh, he's he's an executive producer. It's glory credit. That, that doesn't mean shit. A glory credit. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I uh, 
all the it's busy jacking off at all X Men comics, cursing at you know nerds. I feel like Suicide Squad has the potential to be fun ish, at least. Like I feel like I'm gonna walk out of that movie thinking like that had fun moments in it. I don't. Everything I've seen from Dawn of Justice so far feels like uh, like a 13 year old kid who's angry at the world wrote the script. Like. <laughs> If Superman fucking hated everything, this is how he'd say it. The Superman baddest... kills people. That's what he does, bro. Superman just takes him down. Batman's the... like this evil rich guy. He's like the man. The bad. Oh, so you tell me this is look like really bad fan fiction, yeah. and DC Comics should sue whoever wrote the script. I just look. I, I uh, think we should collectively write write the first Batman spinoff and call it Fifty Shades of Dark Knight. Glenn, well, Glenn has told me... We, Glenn, we start off as really bad fan fiction where Bruce Wayne is just pummeling Alfred's butthole. Well, Glenn has told me off air... Make a new Batcave, Alfred. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Glenn, so Glenn has told me... Glenn has told me off air that they may be modeling these guys after the New 52 group, and he says yeah. New 52 Superman is a bit of a dick, but the uh, the the stuff, like the dialogue, like they... They showed the clip on the DC special, right, where... And the new 52 ain't that great to begin with. The, they show this clip where the... Yeah, there's the fucking Marvel now, you know what I mean? I, you, yeah. I take it you guys have seen the clip as well, where the Batmobile bounces off of Superman, essentially. And then he gives him, like, this just really angry at the world, angry at my parents' speech, where he's just like, the bat's dead. This is a warning. Don't come back here. And it was just like, oh, that's the. It's like an '80s movie. Uh, you know, if some nerd kid is like hanging out in the wrong parking lot, don't go back here ever, nerd. Like, yeah, the, yeah. The yeah so you tell me, he's he's Jimmy from Evans for Family. And put your face totally in some spaghetti sauce. I mean, maybe, so you yeah, he's on. he's Jimmy from F is for Family. <laughs> that's what he is. It's just oh, I just I, I was not I just was not feeling that. It just felt like. You know, Superman should Superman be like above threats even? Like yes. didn't that yes. even Yeah, yeah, there is. There there's this really wonderful <laughs> comic book and a really good two part animated movie <laughs> where Superman threatens Batman and he pretty much just tells him to fuck off. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I just feel like Superman should it's be been like done before and it was pretty successful. I feel like Superman should be like well and above having to ever threaten anybody, but and it just came off so horrible maybe it was the delivery maybe they took a bad take for the trailer uh maybe they no. lines over it just felt awful i didn't Bruce, like it at all if they if i you know who do you think they're gonna send after me clark they're not gonna oh. send anybody after you so far it looks like the best actor in that movie is gonna be fucking morpheus jeremy irons he looks like well i mean well, jeremy oh. irons actually looks like he might be a good alfred yeah, yeah. um but uh the uh, and that's like a long line of recently. Are you saying that Lawrence Fishburne isn't a good actor because no 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 I'm no no he is a... but I mean <laughs> I'm, I'm saying... excited to see Jeremy Irons I, I fucking love that dude. I'm saying I'm saying no no I'm saying I'm saying Lawrence Fishburne looks like one of the better people in the movie yeah absolutely uh, yeah you know I I love that they, they they keep showing that line over and over again maybe it's because it might Paul be the Hunter. only line he has in the movie uh, where he's like nobody cares about Clark Kent versus the Batman. I, yeah. I love that. That might they keep showing it because it might be the only thing he says in the whole goddamn movie because they got to fit in so many characters. But it's you know what, uh, why Lawrence Fishburne's in that movie, hmm. uh, or even why he's in the Man of Steel movies, it was because Danny Glover auditioned uh, and badasses on the Bayou. Danny, the Bayou. Glover. Oh, oh, <laughs> Danny Glover auditioned and <laughs> and uh, you know rallied pretty hard to try and get Uncle Ben. In the Spider-Man remake movies, 
Yeah. And Zack Snyder was like, yeah, you're right. We There should be more black people in these movies. And that's why Lawrence Fishburne's in Man <laughs> Steel. So he took his advice wow. and didn't hire him. That's awesome. Yeah, they didn't, hire, well, they didn't hire I mean, Danny Glover. They hired one. You know, time will only tell if Badasses Three turns out to be better than Dawn of Justice. So maybe Danny Glover, you know, made the smart play on that one. I think Badasses Three might be better, but we'll see at this point. Uh, Lighting looked like it was better. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a well made trailer. Uh, it was a trailer, a movie that I'm. Less interested in now than I was before, but you know what trailer I really like? We haven't talked about it. Mm-hmm. Is that Tarzan one? No, the oh. Tarzan. I kind of like it. I was interested. I don't think I've seen it. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, Alexander Skarsgård got all rocked up, man. Yeah, yeah, I have seen it actually. Yeah. Have you seen that True Blood magazine cover? It has nothing like what he like what he did for this Tarzan movie. Like he actually started like pushing them weights around instead of just you know smoking cigarettes and doing a spin class once in a while uh sad day aaron for anybody who is interested in signing up for cinema geekly premium content solely to hear us talk about doctor who because we won't be talking about it this year at all this year i know that's some bullshit isn't it uh so so glenn's very happy uh that we've taken away one possible source of revenue uh, but I am not, and mainly because I'm a big fucking Doctor Who fan, but, uh, they, so Stephen Moffat announced that, uh, he was stepping down as the showrunner after the next season, which is actually news. I think we were all kind of expecting, right, Aaron? Yeah, you, it, it, everybody pretty much saw that on the wall already. The right um, on the wall for them. They, uh, they announced the replacement, uh, showrunner as well. And I, I'm going to feel like shit now. I don't have his name up here. Uh, but he is—he was the former showrunner for Broadchurch, I believe. Uh, Chris, no, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Chibnall. Chibnall uh, is going to be the new showrunner. Which apparently, uh, well, I mean, it's Doctor Who, so people are going to be pissed off regardless. People are like, "Oh, they went from Moffat to a guy that we also hate for some reason." Apparently, this guy has some hate for his. I don't know, man. Did you ever watch Broadchurch? I haven't. I want to. Uh, which stars former Doctor David Tennant. Uh, yeah. As well, so uh, don't watch the American version. Don't watch the American version. Uh, tenfold. It also has David Tennant in it and yep. and a gun. Oh, that's and right. it's pretty terrible. Don't watch it. Okay. Yeah, David Tennant tries to put on uh, an American accent in that one. It uh, no, I, I can't. I can't do that. Yeah, not uh, to... But the thing is that I didn't even know when I posted the article because I and I mean I, I liked. Uh, uh, Anna Gunn and Breaking Bad, you know, but Olivia Coleman is just, she's way too talented. Like, it, it, it's not fair comparing the two. Um, so here's the thing. When I posted this article, I must have skimmed over the fact that they also mentioned that Doctor Who would not be returning for season 10 until 2017. Apparently mm-hmm. they were going to be doing a Christmas special at the end of this year. And then, well, in the Olympics, too. Like, that that's their excuse. Like, that is what they claim. That is what they claim, but that's bullshit. Uh, well, haven't they done that before for other? Uh, where, where's mean, Ben? Ben, answer this question. Uh, I well, look, look I, I asked Ben. He says that this is actually a common thing that they do in British television. They will take a show off the air for a year or two years, yeah. and people will love it so much that they will come back to it. And that's just not how the American system works. If a show is off TV for a year, it's a failure, and you're never seeing it again. Right. Uh, we pump out the shows. They keep going until we are told. 
nobody's watching this shit anymore. Today. Or if you're FX, you order 10, and if you order 10, then you have to order 90 more. Yes. For syndication purposes. <laughs> right. That is the worst model I've ever heard of. Yeah, uh, so... I, uh, I, I don't buy the Olympics thing, because... I mean, what do they even do at the Olympics? Like, I'm not trying to be that American guy, but... Like, do the they even Brits... have an American team, bro? <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I didn't think the Olympics were that big in Britain. Uh, I don't know. I mean, besides when they hosted it, and that was fucking awesome. I mean, I, I bet you they rule like fencing and rowing and shit. Yeah, they don't in soccer because they can't win at their own game. <laughs> oh, kaboom! Uh, Shots fired, son. Across yeah. that pond, West Ham for life. I don't know. I'm just talking. West Ham. I thought you liked Manchester United. I don't care. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't care. I don't care. Just trying to fire up everybody across the pond, wake them bitches up. Uh, just for reference, the reason I don't buy this shit, this is their excuse, right? The reason I don't buy it is because the last time there were Olympics was the year 2012, I believe, which oh. is also when the seventh series of Doctor Who was on the air. So mm-hmm. they didn't take that off the air. For the Olympics, uh, but they're taking it off this year. I, I think that well, and it would be off. playing at different times because the Olympics is in Rio this year. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I sure don't see how time wise, like that would really interfere. And the Olympics is only two weeks long, so yeah, I feel like that's just a cheap. God, it feels like it goes on forever, doesn't it? Um, so- I mean, I don't watch NBC, so my programming isn't affected at all. I know we. Uh, I know we agreed to not talk about the SAG Awards, but I do have an award here. Is it the gif of Leonardo DiCaprio as Pac-Man? If it's the Razzies, I'll talk about it. No. Uh, Have the Razzies happened? Yeah. Oh, no, they haven't. They happened on the same day as the Oscars. Okay, okay, okay. Only two people have ever accepted their awards in person. Hopefully that'll change this year. No, no. This is the... uh, Yeah, so is Halle Berry. This is a... This is a... Maybe this year is the year we start the the Geeklies, our Cinema Geekly Awards. Um, this is this this might be a B category. This might not be in like the A category for like best movie or. I am one hundred percent okay with us making up our own awards, our own awards for different things. This might be a B. This might be a B category uh, for saddest human being connected to films, uh, in some form or fashion. Uh, and I'm, I'm nominating YouTuber Sean Cohn. Who sat down and watched every Adam Sandler film? No, no. He watched every Adam Sandler film that he starred in or produced, and was and made a YouTube video about how all of the films are connected to one another, with the exceptions of Punch Drunk Love and Spanglish, according to this article. Oh, so he didn't like count the two decent ones? Yeah. Yes. Many of the connections so then, come. So from that's his... just lazy. If he if he didn't tie them all, if he didn't tie them all <laughs> in, I don't I don't want to hear about anybody half-assing anything. Many of the connections come courtesy of Rob Schneider, the "you can do it" catchphrase, and Sandler's apparent love for the fast food joint KFC. Sean posted the Sandler verse video last Tuesday. Really, I thought it was Popeye's chicken is the shit. I don't know. Uh, his his. By the yeah. way, this will make you feel bad about ourselves. 
his shitty video about how he's watched all the Adam Sandler movies and pieced them all together has received more than a million views on YouTube. Oh, man, so I really should have done that Twilight one, and then I could have yes. tried to connect all the Twilight movies together. In fact, the screen... Well, but he didn't piece them all together because he left out two, so... The screen grab... Part two. The screen grab for the video uh, is actually kind of what you would imagine somebody would look like who has watched all of the Adam Sandler starred in or produced movies... He appears to have wildly unkempt hair and a wildly unkept caveman-like beard, screaming at the camera while behind him is a wall full of Adam Sandler movie posters that are all, like, tied to with string, like how you see, like, a, a private investigator who's obsessed with a case uh, where he's linking all of the evidence together on a wall. That is what this man looks like. I have not watched the video because I don't want to give him a view. Uh, nobody deserves credit for sitting and watching all of the Adam Sandler movies, let alone trying to find a way to connect them all together like they're in some sort of shared universe. Uh, well, I mean, I, I stand by the fact he failed to, to connect two of them, so that's just some lazy work. Yeah. yeah. There's got to be something to connect Punch Drunk Love and Spanglish together. Hey, if he was able to connect, exactly. rain, on, if he was able to co- connect rain on Me to Grown Ups, I would like to see how that happens. Oh, I like Rain on Me. Yeah. I always forget about that movie. I thought he was okay in that movie. Uh, well, I mean, Don Tittle's what's good in it. Let's. Uh, you guys remember the uh, the talk on the last podcast about the petition to get a PG thirteen version of Deadpool? Oh yeah, it's yeah. about as dumb as the lady who get who got mad at Cam Newton for uh, throwing down the twelfth man flag for the yeah. CLC. Seriously. Uh, in news that talks about how repressed uh, American culture and society is, the Deadpool movie got a rating in the UK this week. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, they, they give, they don't give ratings like how we give them. They have certificates numbered certificates. two cup of tea, uh, yeah. less Crumpets. sugar crumpets. Yeah. Uh, no, it received a 15 certificate, which what does that mean? Uh, which means that in the opinion of the BBFC, the British board of film classification, uh, that in its opinion, a film, video recording, or game should not be seen or purchased by a person under 15. So they're saying this movie is okay for 15-year-olds. Uh, well, yeah, they're, they, you know, they don't have as much guns there to go, you know, blow right. places up like our kids. It is actually close to a PG-13 rating, obviously. It's only two years off. And so essentially in the UK, they are rating it PG-13 as it is. I gotta move there, man. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the drinking age is lower. Apparently, you can see shoot 'em up movies at an earlier age. Uh, rad. And this they was, have British women there. This was the this was the uh, the news oh, that was released on the Graham Norton show because Ryan Reynolds was a guest on there, uh, where he was talking oh, about the decision right. to do an R rated movie and the stigma of doing so uh, for blockbuster movies in the United States. Uh, you know, they're actually going to do a director's cut on the DVD of Deadpool. Are they? Uh, apparently Ryan Reynolds and TJ Miller really go off the rails in a lot of their scenes together and th- that they that they had to cut out of the movie there's just no way they could you know half the stuff even though it's rated R uh oh like a blooper reel so, or a gag reel I guess no like there's going to be a director's cut where you know they're just letting full raunch fly like that's according to TJ Miller and uh the director um mentioned something about that too um and Re- and uh, Reynolds uh, quipped of course that in China it's rated go fuck yourself uh, yeah, it's banned there. It's banned. Yeah. That there. I'm surprised it's not banned in Australia because 
they're pretty strict about that kind of stuff. I know what their video games they are. They have released the first, speaking of Deadpool, they did release the first official clip from the movie. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, yeah. the giant condit that's nothing but criminals. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All criminals. All yeah. of them. I mean, I'm not wrong. Even the even the kangaroos and koala bears are hard. You know, if we're gonna follow the rule of sins of your bears. fathers, they're all criminals. Do we have anybody who listens to us in Australia? I wonder. Yeah, we do because that one guy said, "Can I not do an Australian accent that is yes. offensive?" That's right. On an old on an older oh, mailbag. I don't. Yeah, it's probably not possible for you to do that. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think they can do an Australian accent that isn't also <laughs> offensive. Jai Courtney's only offensive when he tries to speak in any other. Uh, accent but an australian one uh, yeah i mean chris hemsworth is also offensive when he has a shirt on so they released the first clip from the deadpool movie as well which is a, a basically a lengthened version of the the long dialogue spot we get in the last trailer that was released but uh it was worth it for the uh for the the superhero pose shit that he was saying uh, has everybody seen the clip that they've released it's quite good if nobody if, if you guys haven't watched it. I have not. Go watch it. They released the you just have to go YouTube for like a Deadpool clip or official clip or something. Um it's it's basically the uh uh an extended version of the the shit we see with uh, Gina Carano and uh Negasonic Ch- Teenage Warhead. Uh but oh, it, Okay, yeah, then I I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's moments it's moments before that where she's like standing up on something and he's like, "Oh, she's going to do the superhero pose or whatever." And she jumps off and then lands on the ground with like one knee planted and he's like, "Oh, superhero pose." Uh and he talks about how like all the superheroes do it, but they've got bad knees and shit from landing that way. It's quite fun. Uh it wasn't like filthy or anything, but it was um uh, I, I like. I bet the movie it's going to be filthy. I bet the movie is going to, in fact, be filthy. The, you know what's amazing to it me? Better be filthy. Uh, is uh, what's amazing to me is that I showed Jen this trailer and she has no fucking clue who Deadpool is at all. And she does go to like uh, the Marvel movies when we go. She seemed really into seeing this movie. Uh, I think she was just yeah. really happy. She's like, "Holy shit! A, a superhero movie where they say shit and fuck, and they they shoot people, and there's actually bullet holes in them." Uh, I think she's she's like super. Into oh, that. you mean what the uh, Suicide Squad movie should be, but won't? Yeah, that's not going to be that at all. Um, yeah, so that, that movie looks like it's going to no, be. No, they're fun. trying to be the Guardians. Remember? And in the UK, <laughs> they have essentially rated it PG thirteen there, but leaving it completely as it is. Uh, so that's just like uh, a this damn Tories. <sighs> Uh, Aaron, did you? you know, see- maybe we do need Trump to to win the presidency, just so like everything becomes legal. Like he just said, "Fuck it, make money however you can." It'll just be like, like I said, like when Biff ran the future. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, like Aaron, the Wild West you, uh, and shit up in here. Did you see uh, J.K. Rowling attempting to uh, up her Harry Potter book sales in other countries uh, over the course of the last week, where she announced yep. that? Meant, uh, of course they did. There are magic schools all over the world, <laughs> including in countries yeah. that you live in, yeah. zillion children. So go buy my book. Uh, she uh, Well, uh, we know there's 11, uh, and there's, they've only announced seven, so like the names of seven so far. Can you break it down for us? Um, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm not really I, – I can't do that just yet. I can. Okay. Uh, oh, I can, I can tell you the <laughs> names. Uh, there is – Oh, Cast- please. Yeah, there is Castel Obruchu. Which Where's is, that at? That is the Brazilian school for magic. Okay. Uh, and it yeah. accepts students from all over South America. And it is hidden deep mm-hmm. within the rainforest. Yeah. Uh, the American one, I can't pronounce it. Oh, is it surrounded by anacondas? Speaking of which, so we come back with the uh, uh, 
um, parts unknown. Uh, there's now Lake Placid versus Anaconda. So, and Robert Englund's in it. So, I, I think that's something we need to watch. Um, you can Robert Englund's in what? In Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Um, like, like the, huh. you know, the crocodile or, or alligator movie, Lake Placid, with, you know, the President of the United States and Oliver Platt. According to uh, Just Kidding, uh, <laughs> you can spot the students from Castello Bruchu because they wear bright green robes. Uh, these are for especially advanced students in herbology and magizoology, which I'm guessing is for magic cryptozoological creatures. Are any yep. of these pretty, I don't, like, racist? Uh, there is uh, Wagadu, which is the, which I'm pronouncing Wagadu, uh, is the African school for magic, and it is the largest of all wizarding schools. You hear, that Africa? you hear that, Africa? Buy the books. Uh, it has been yeah, around right. for at least a thousand years. So, Africa only gets one school. Yeah, yeah. And, and England has like six. No, they only have one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They just got Hogwarts. That's for all of the United Kingdom, right? Yeah. For well, it, well, Durmstrang, but I think that might be like, you know, Russia like type France, of shit. I was thinking that was more like Scandinavian or and something. And then Bobatons is, you know, like France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, their school is uh, a stunning edifice carved out of a mountainside and shrouded in mist. So uh, Mount Kilimanjaro? Yes. That's pretty rad. Their students are well-versed in astronomy, alchemy, and self-transfiguration. Okay, that sounds badass. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, and they don't require a wand, as African witches and wizards learned long ago that many spells can be cast simply by pointing a finger or through hand gestures. So what you're telling me is that E.T. isn't actually an alien, but he's from the African school of magic. I feel like I feel like this is like the place that the book sales are hurting the most. Because she's like, you know what? Not only do you have the biggest school, <laughs> but you've got wizards that are so good they don't even need wands. Uh, there is also... Uh, there is uh, Mahuto Koro, which is the Japanese school. That was, a, that was a very good, very good attempt there at that. Yeah, I, did, I, would, I would not have tried that. I didn't even sound. <laughs> I didn't even sound completely stereotypically racist when saying it either. Not completely. I could have. I could have gone all like. I could have gone all like. Uh, I, I'd leave it alone. Pure no, wrestling. Stop uh, while you're ahead. I could have gone all Japanese wrestling commentator on it, but I didn't. Um, oh, no, I'm really fucking tempted to do it, but I ain't gonna. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is an ancient Japanese school that also happens to have the smallest student body of the 11 great wizarding schools. I wonder why. Probably because Japanese people are short, Glenn. Oh, wait, no, they're talking about the size of Japan is small, right? It's not a short joke because Asians are short. Uh, I just figured uh, I'm just going to stop talking about that now and let's move on to. Uh... Do they have like, can they <laughs> transmutate there? Uh, well, let's, there let's talk about... and I don't know. They talk about, you know, how something may have happened like 70-ish years ago and right. they can control chemicals or something? Uh, well, they get a they get a jump on most by enrolling students from the age of seven, although they do not uh, board until they are 11. It is located on the volcanic island of Minami Iwo Jima, which appears to be inhabited, uh, uninhabited to muggles. So uh, apparently it is one of the islands of Japan that appears to be uninhabited, but that is where the school is. Um, so there's the North American school, which 
doesn't sound like it has a very North American name, but it's Ilvermorny. So is it in Canada? Ilvermorny. Ilvermorny. Uh, it is the name of the North American Wizarding School, though there is no further information provided about the school at this time. Uh, so I think we should just make up the history. Swag. Uh, full of swag. Uh, they learned long <laughs> ago that they didn't need wands if they had guns. <laughs> so... Dude, no, that's what their wands are. They have, they literally have magic bullets. Oh my god! If no, this ties in the JFK assassination, I'll be so happy. So when they say like Avada Kedavra, they just pull the trigger. They're like Avada Kedavra. <laughs> oh yeah, sweet. And if they don't say it right, the trigger jams up. Oh man, this is perfect. <laughs> I've always complained that there should is, be guns uh... in Harry Potter. A little known fact is the American school is actually uh, an equivalency. So it's like the GED oh. of the wizarding world. That's the American <laughs> if school. If you flunk out, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, and you can go yeah. in a lot of debt when you go there, too. Every Yeah, you could. Take every, a lot of student loans. Everything is slang for a spell. Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Instead of using wands, they just use pencils that were broken in half. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, I believe swag is, in fact, uh, not only part of the part of the student dress code, but I believe it is also a word inserted into almost all of the spells as well. Uh, swag is in is, is in most of them. Justin Bieber is the 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 principal or whatever, uh, presumably. No, he's, he's Canadian. He's Canadian. Oh, that, well, I mean, it is for North America. Uh, and she, she could be the house elf there. You know she, what I mean? She did. I believe she did provide a map. He ain't no bigger than a popcorn fart. She did provide a map, and the school appears... On Pottermore, be, she did, yeah. Yeah, the school appears to be closer to Canada. It may even be in... Well, it's either in Canada or in the United States, so... Yeah. Or in Mexico, but... Yeah. It does appear... It, it's to not going to be in Canada. Canada. It does appear to be close to it's Canada. Close. Yeah, but it's going to be America. Yeah. So where, where would you say, like... We know what's is it, like, in New well, England? I think it's in the... It? It's definitely in, like, the New England area, for sure. It's, like, Vermont? Maybe the yeah. UP of Michigan. It makes sense. That's where Bernie Sanders is from. He's pretty magical. <laughs> he is pretty magical. Um, all right. Uh, do we got anything else to discuss, or shall we talk about upcoming movies and the box office? Because uh, there's a little movie called Star Wars that is uh, about to do something that only two movies prior to it have ever done. No, it's not going to pass. Though, is that still in theaters? It sure is, sir. Uh, Ooh, let's weird. let's talk. Yeah, let's let's get in. Let's talk about the box office real quick. The top five. Uh, so number five, falling two spots from number three, is Ride Along 2. Woo! It made $8.3 million. Uh, it's altogether grossed $88 million worldwide on a budget of 40 so get ready for Ride Along 3 with Kevin Hart and Ice Cube. Uh, debuting at number four is The Finest Hours, which did $10.3 million, I believe. That is the Chris Pine on a Boat movie. Yeah. Um with Casey Affleck. So you get to hear an Affleck do a Boston accent. Glenn, are you are you in for this? Well, I mean oh, Casey is Affleck is Clooney where they got lost at sea. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh... No, I, I except these guys make it whereas yeah. George Clooney looks up at Mark Wahlberg and says, "No, nah, fucking I'm going down with the boat." Um I think what it is it is a story about a small fishing boat. Oh, so that... they all die? In perfect storm. In perfect storm yeah. Yeah, they all die. 
Oh, uh, really? Spoiler. I don't know about. I don't know about. I don't know about this movie. I don't know about. You know that giant movie. wave? Yeah, that boat doesn't make it. Yeah, it doesn't make it. <laughs> I've uh, never seen the movie. This movie well, is <laughs> that poster. Yeah, that they don't make it over that wave. This movie is oh, okay. So the poster poster gives you everything you need right there. <laughs> yeah, it does. This one is based off of a real event in yeah. which uh, a, a small fishing boat comes across a bigger ship that is in trouble and the small fishing boat only is supposed to carry like 13 people or something. And they take everybody off the bigger boat. There's like 40 people on this little fishing boat. That's only supposed to have like 13 people on it or whatever in the middle of a storm. And I think in the real actual tale, only one person from the crew died uh, and they saved everybody else's life. So uh, that is what this movie is about. It did 10.3 million. Um, number three falling from the number two spot is Star Wars The Force Awakens. It has been in theaters seven weeks. It has not even fallen to the fifth spot yet. Uh, it did another Good ten Lord. it did another ten point seven million. Uh as of as of this, uh as of this moment, uh it is at one point nine eight three billion. So it is going Good to cross Lord, the, dude. it is going to cross the two billion dollar threshold this week. Titanic, by the way, is two point one eight six billion. It could beat Titanic. I don't think it's going to beat Avatar, no. but it could beat Titanic, and I think it might. Uh, I think if I think if the news kind of starts circulating that it's right behind Titanic, I think that might be enough. They should just re-release it. Why don't they just do that? Just re-release it. They should. Well, they might. No, that's what they did with Avatar. Yeah, they exactly. Might. Look, that'll be an impressive feat because Titanic was in theaters forever and with a Avatar. whole year. Yeah, and with and Avatar. it had a second re-release in 3D. That's, that's right. Uh, which and, gave it an extra 120 million. And Avatar uh, had a re-release as well. So this is Star Wars just on its first run, and it has not been in theaters a year. It's only been in seven weeks. Uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, so I'm guessing it's also going to be the fastest movie to two billion dollars because it was Rob's. Already, it was already the first movie, the fastest movie to a billion. Pretty sure it's going to be the fastest to two as well. Unbelievable. Um, falling from the number one spot this week to number two is The Revenant. Um, it's actually been in theaters six weeks, but all of the Oscar buzz and stuff, because uh, I think it was kind of dwindling down below the f- the five spot. But when all the Oscar buzz kind of came out, the movie jumped to the number one spot and it fell to number two. Um, and at six week, it did 124 Million. It is up now to almost three hundred million worldwide. It's two hundred seventy-four. So that movie's doing pretty well for itself. I'm still Revenant Two. Uh, Revenant Two. Uh, and uh, opening number one this week is Kung Fu Panda Three, which did uh, a respectable forty-one million dollars. Um, that's not too bad. It's already one hundred and sixteen million worldwide. Uh, so there you go. That is the 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 top five. Oh, the box office. Um, I've got four movies here, you guys, for wide release, they're saying, uh, for this coming weekend. Uh, I have not heard of two of these movies, but uh, I've, so I haven't heard of half of these. But according to Rotten Tomatoes, these are wide releases. Uh, one of which, and by the way, the only one to actually have a tomato meter score at this point, is Dad's Army, starring Catherine Zeta-Jones. Michael Gambon, uh, Bill Nighy, Toby Jones, Mark Gatiss. That's uh, oh, a Brit movie. Yeah. Uh, it's saying it's got a wide release. Uh, it is a 
World War II movie. Uh, but it is a dramedy. It's a drama comedy. Uh, oh, wow. Set in World War II. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be like Hogan's. Well, that sounds like a laugh, right, man? Yeah, Sign yeah. me right the fuck up for that. Yeah. yeah. 1942, huh? 44. Right. 44. And 44. Catherine Zeta Jones? Shit. Take my money now, son. Catherine Zeta Jones. Uh, well, here you go. Michael Gambon is playing a private in this movie. So He's there are like a lot 90s. Of, yeah, there are a lot of privates walking around in the military that look like Michael Gamba. None uh, that I ever saw, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh, only eight reviews at sixty three percent on the tomato meter. Um, also, according to Rotten Tomatoes, a wide release of The Choice, starring Alexandra Daddario, Maggie Grace, Teresa Palmer, and Tom Wilkinson. Uh, it is a drama Valerie. romance. Ugh. What is with these movies? Doesn't look... Doesn't look oh, like... it's a Nicholas Sparks... Okay, avoid, everybody. Is it a Sparks movie? It's a Sparks. Really? I didn't, I didn't even see a single trailer for it. Um, Maybe he's lost uh, his spark. Huh? Ah! Huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no reviews for this movie yet. To the surprise of many. Uh, also opening this week... It hasn't been pre-screened for critics yet? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, opening this week, Hail Caesar! Uh, the Coen Brothers movie with uh, George Clooney, Tilda Swinton, Josh Brolin, Jonah Hill, Ralph Fiennes, uh, <laughs> Shannon Taters, Scar Joe. Uh, Is he going to have his really cool hair in this movie, too? Who, Fiennes? Channing Tatum. Oh, Channing Taters. Uh, I don't know. I have not. I don't think I've seen him. Maybe maybe I've seen him. If, yeah, he's in the trailers. Um, I think it's just regular shortcut. Yeah, yeah. I think he hair. just looks normal. Oh, yeah. no, that's a shame. Uh, Allison Phil, Christopher, Lam- Christopher Lambert is in this. Has anybody seen Chris Lambert in a while? No. No. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Hi- the Highland. I didn't even know he was alive still. That's, that is kind of surprising. Um, he is not only listed as an actor in this film, but a producer as well, apparently. Oh, no, no, he's playing... So that's how he's an actor, and it's because he's producing. <laughs> no, he's not. Okay, no, I, I got He's not. I say, I don't think the Coen brothers need to hit up Christopher Lambert for cash. Oh, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> he is not, he's not playing, a, he, he's not a, a producer at this movie. Wrong credit. But he is acting in it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they, they must have just been like, you know who would be perfect for this role? Raiden. Uh, who's that guy who played Raiden in the Mortal Kombat movies? Let's get him in here. Uh, well, in the first one, it was uh, Dexter's dad in the second one. James Remar? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, this movie has not yet been released for pre-screening critical reviews. That's a shame. Uh, I love Coen Brother films, but this one, this one might be bad. Are you worried? Because of Christopher Lambert? No, just the pretty- fact that it hasn't been pre-screened, like, that usually doesn't bode well. But I love pretty much everything else they've done. I mean, if their worst movies burn after reading, that's fine for me. And uh, what may or may not be able to unseat Kung Fu Panda 3 is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. That's coming out this week. I think Kung Fu Panda is going to be safe. Uh, with uh, Lily James, Lena Headey, uh Charles Dance is in this movie. 
He's a bad guy. Uh, Matt Smith, uh, of course, he's playing Mr. Collins. Uh, oh, so he's like the creepy cousin. Yes. It's the mayor. Uh, I may or may not have watched Pride and Prejudice like three days ago. Oh, I've seen Pride and Prejudice before. Yeah. Which one? Uh, God, I think I've seen a couple of them. The, the most. Recent... I, I've heard the Colin Firth one's good. I, I watched the Kira Knightley yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that is the one I've most recently seen was the Kira Knightley one. Yeah, Matthew McFadden. He needs to be in more things. Yeah. We really like him in that movie. Um, yeah, there's people right now that are like, what the fuck? They watch Pride and Prejudice? Yes, we watch those <laughs> movies sometimes. Fuck you. It's a good what you movie. guys do. It's huh? a classic. Shit. It's a classic story, motherfuckers. Jane Austen up in this bitch. Uh, that's Jane Austen. The only classic I've been watching lately is uh, Raw from 2001. That's what I've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's like, the only Austen I watch is Stone Cold Steve Austen. Jane Ma, Austen's paternal DGA, grandson. Pat Austen's got an eye and it, not knee. That is, <laughs> that is right. DTA, don't ever trust nobody. Uh, which is, by the way, the first time he said that, boy, people are like, what the fuck? Now you're talking about wrestling. <laughs> that is the first thing he said, by the way, the first time he ever said DTA, he said, DTA, you stupid piece of trash. Don't ever trust nobody. <laughs> Classic hillbilly. That's just what, what a oh, great anagram for oh, DTA. Who was going to correct him at that point? No, <laughs> nobody's going to correct him, but that's part of his charm. That's why people loved him. It's like, see, he, he doesn't know how anagrams work either. Yeah, He's just like us. Here. <laughs> so uh <clears throat> we watched watched Jesse Jones all that went back and watched Daredevil again. Came to the realization that uh during their time together in college, this is Foggy and Matt. Mm-hmm. Foggy was under the assumption the entire time Matt was completely blind, had no idea about anything. They lived in a, you know, much like most, mo- you know, most colleges, uh, a one bedroom suite. Uh, you know, they, they shared a room. Their beds were on opposite sides. Sure. Do you know how many times he probably jerked off with Matt in the room thinking like, fuck it, this dude's blind, whatever. He's just <laughs> yanking his dick and oh Matt can God. hear and, vis- and essentially see everything. Probably. Like, do you know how many times he's just walking just around describe? with his balls hanging out, not giving a fuck because his roommate's blind and Murdoch is just putting up with this, this, all this shit. You know what you this just described is an episode of Arrested Development. Congratulations. Which one? No, the one where Julie Lee's driver is pretending to be a blind lawyer so she can get sympathy from the jury. Oh, no. That's vastly <laughs> different than Foggy Nelson jerking off in front of Murdoch. Cause I don't know. People break blind. into her house and she and she still acts blind when Tobias is right in front of her face stealing her stuff. But she she she, she breaks character like at the end. She, she breaks kayfabe, man. If she yeah, you're right. She... she breaks character pretending to be pregnant. Right. <laughs> I can't believe we just went to such a deep, dark place with really, Daredevil. Do you know I'll how, how twisted their relationship actually is? is probably you know, horrible. Seen that dude touch his dick? Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, he probably didn't jerk off there because he, you know, you know that their heightens are set. You know, their senses are heightened. Out of, maybe. out of respect for Matt, like maybe he could smell it in the air. Oh my god! I mean, look, look. There was an episode where he talked about smelling a dude's cologne, and they were like three stories yeah. below. Like, if he could smell that. He could hear the friction from Foggy's palm on meat. Like, you know what I mean? That had to be nightmarish. It's not as quiet as you think. No, I mean, it's not. Uh, But, I mean. Having shared a suite uh, with a guy, I'll tell you right now. that um, Cinema Geekly After Dark has returned. (laughs) It's definitely one of the things you don't do. Because it's. it's, (laughs) Those beds are. They're crappy and they're pretty creaky. So, you know, if my. You know what? 
then <laughs> then you need to go back to college, man, and you need to live. You need to take some risks with that shit and live. There we go, everybody. Uh, that's the kind of thing we normally jerk reserve. Off in, jerk off in front of a blind superhero if you get the chance, I guess, is what. <laughs> See, oh, people, shit, you just everybody just got a taste of what the people behind the $12 paywall normally get right there. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, look, everybody, that's all the Star Trek show is about, is we just talk about sex shit the whole time and whether yeah. or not Spock actually... Uh, when he probed Kirk's mind, if he saw all the horrible shit he thought about doing to women, uh, or the horrible things that he'd done with women, uh, to Spock's very conservative. Uh, they connected like like an avatar. They they <laughs> connect sexually with that with the mind fuse. Yeah, the mind fuse. <laughs> I wonder how many of the, how, how many of the of the crew members have you know fucked data. Because he's a robot, you know what I mean. He's supposed to experience like all that shit, right? He is, he is fully functional, like, so he'd have yeah. to experience men, women, I mean, alien, what just to find out, you know, what it's all One about. Giant right? orgy above the Enterprise uh, while the rest get he, discarded. He, he is anatomically. I mean, it is called it's called the Enterprise. You know what I mean? Uh, and he, yeah, and he can definitely have sex. That's canon. He, I mean, he did it in Next Gen, like the second or third episode of the show. He fucked a crew member. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, Tasha Yar in like the second or third episode. Yep. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, but, but, but that's hetero. I mean, you think he's gone the full gambit, you know what I mean, just to test it out? Sure, like, he, doesn't, he doesn't care. No, of course not. once, man. Data, yeah, there's no stigma. He's it's he's yeah. compiling data. Data is yeah. way beyond that. And someone was piling in data. Ha! <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> I, guess that, I guess that RAM got full. So, uh, that's a conclusion to the episode this yeah, week. Yeah, your Riker maneuver. Mm. RAM scoop, by the way. That's a thing in Star Trek as well, Glenn. Uh, if you needed something to assist with your RAM joke, uh, the Enterprise does have a RAM scoop. Uh, <laughs> oh, what do you think they use that for? Let's just uh, let's just sign off now. Just the we? word uh, scoop. And, I hope we haven't caused Ben to crash his car. It's all I'm hoping at this point is that he's safe. Scoop conjures up like an amount that is just ungodly where you need no, to No, we lost away. Ben around the Olympic mark. <laughs> No, Ben shut this off like long ago. There, there's... <laughs> All right. So uh, for most of the things we talked about, cinemageekly.com, for the rest of it, you'll have to be inside our heads, which I don't <laughs> recommend. Uh, or cinemageekly.com slash premium. Uh, sign up uh, $12, not a month, an annual one-year membership for that price. And uh, we're constantly updating it. Uh, there are two new episodes that went up this week. Another episode of The Great Escape, uh, where Supergirl is discussed, and... Uh, the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow, where we talked about all the DC shows on CW. Uh, we're going to sit down for Agent Carter sometime this week. Are we? Okay. We will get That's it done to talk about Agent Kata. Um, it may just be one episode where we just talk about all six episodes that they air. Cause I think just the entire run of the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, uh, social media. That's something we talk about on here. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Instagram. All at Cinema Geekly, easily findable. Go and follow us or like us on the platform of your choosing. Uh, info at cinemageekly.com. Uh, that's our email address where you can go contribute to the mailbag. Which, by the way, I have my email open because we're like, maybe we should dig into the mailbag. We don't have enough stuff. We had enough stuff, so I never went looking. Oh, yeah. Well, you broke down the entire Harry Potter universe for us. So, yeah, that was great. All of the Harry Potter schools. Uh, <laughs> but if you have one up. That was better than a mailbag. Oh, I didn't actually even go looking. I just opened my email client. Uh, I didn't even start sifting oh. through anything. It's just sitting open in the background. 
Um, that is where you can contribute to the mailbag. We're, we're definitely going to have to do a mailbag episode because there was no news at all, really. And I don't feel like there's going to be any news uh, for a little bit. I think bit, I know so. what we're doing this weekend, then. We're yeah. Gonna... <laughs> Our next episode may be a mailbag episode. So write on in. info. Get your questions sent in, people. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about anything. We have we have talked about anything in the past. We will talk about anything going forward as well. Um, and as for the podcast itself, uh, you can stream it or download it from the website. But most people like to do it on uh, their phones or their tablet or their uh, their music device of, of choice, uh, which is good. We can accommodate you. We're available on iTunes, the TuneIn Radio app, and Stitcher. Uh, you can go download those. Uh, if you're not an, an Apple iTunes person, those other apps are widely available uh, across Windows and Android platforms. Uh, and just search for Cinema Geekly. You can easily find us, and all of the episodes will get downloaded to the device. Uh, that's also something we've got going on for the Cinema Geekly premium users as well. Uh, we have a whole system set up there for premium users who can uh, who want their episodes uh, downloaded to their device as well. It's all in there. Uh, if you're a premium user as well. So check that out. Uh, all right. I guess that's a wrap. So uh, for Glenn Beauvais and Aaron DeLosa, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next week, I think, with a mailbag episode of the Cinema Geekly Podcast. Hear The Walking Dead, Who Made Who, Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive, Level Your Gear, the Gotham Podcast, which I still maintain should be called Penguin's Creek, the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow Podcast, Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Flip the Side B, Better Talk to Soul. $12 for a whole year. Just go to cinemageekly.com slash premium and cough up some virtual cash. We take PayPal, it's easy. Seriously, you're not doing that right now. What the fuck is wrong with you?